Yo, what's up, Fight Fans? We are back, episode 38 of the podcast. I am your host of this show, D-Love, and with me as always, my main man, my partner in crime, Mr. Nate Deptula. What's up, brother? My name, Yaf. I like mayo cheeseburgers. All right, guys. Well, let's just start by unpacking some of the recent things in the news. Let's go with this. Gilbert Burns is out. Jorge Masvidal, game bread. It's not just a nickname. Steps in on a week's notice to take on current welterweight champ Kamaru Usman for the main event of UFC 251. Holy shit, baby. Let's go. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys today. So much has happened in the last 24, 48 hours with regards to this card. Um, Obviously, we're going to break down all the fights and give our predictions, which is going to be an awesome episode in and of itself. We have guests this week as well. And your boy over here has been making some waves, uh, at least on Twitter, with some MMA media pundits. I'm not sure if you guys know who John Morgan is, uh, MMA Roadshow. He's the guy that gets the first question at all the press conferences. Um, He's kind of a staple uh, fixture, if you will, in the MMA and UFC community. Um, but yeah, I got a couple shout outs from him on his podcast, which I'm very stoked about. Just like if you guys submit a review on Apple and iTunes for us, we'd like to read those reviews on the show. So he did that as well as a little project I'm uh, attempting to see if he can help me out with and work on. Um, again, just to kind of do something fun for the MMA community as well as uh, hopefully get a little bit of buzz and exposure for the show. So um this last week, a couple things happened with regards to that, so I'm going to play the audio from that. I'm not going to be doing a uh, this segment rules this week um, with everything that's been going on, and I haven't really explained, but with my own kind of issues I'm dealing with right now, I haven't had the time, but keep tuned in for those. I'm very excited about that new segment, and it's definitely going to be a staple of the show, again, and its own standalone segment, so if you want a little bit of a shorter version, you'll have that as well, but thank you guys so much for tuning in, and let's do this. Here we go! All right, so I guess I should go ahead and introduce our guest for the day. One guest, uh, first-time guest, uh, fellow fighter at the gym, at the gym MMT Fitness, good friend, training partner, all-around good guy, brain brainiac Mac maniac Mac Pedram. What's up, brother? How are What's you? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming. My name Yaf. My name Yes. <laughs> Yaf is going to contribute a whole lot. I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you guys joining us. Um, Pedro, just a little bit of background on you and uh, obviously our relationship. I know um, we've we've spoken about you on the show. So if you're an avid listener of this uh, program, you would have heard of, about Nate and training him and and him training at MMT over time and the successes he's had he's had in our PKBs and other performances and stuff. So, uh, Pedro, why don't you give a little quick background on yourself? Let's do it. Um, so my name is Pedro. Like Dustin just said, uh, joined MMT when we opened back in like 2016, I believe. And then I met Nate and Frankie, and um, kind of just stuck with it ever since. And then met Dustin along the way and started training slowly. Um, Nate started, you know, we started sparring and then mm-hmm. slowly learning one or two things. And then before I knew it, I was in a fight and I was like, "Holy shit! What am I doing in this ring? How did I get here?" <laughs> You know, how did I go from the gym to here and then uh, never look back. And these past couple of years, I've moved up to L.A. to go to school out there. So I've been fortunate with that. And then what do you go to school for? Um, I go to UCLA and I'm studying bioengineering right now. So wow. exciting. It's fun stuff. I went to Saddleback for kinesiology. No, I actually went for business, business management. But no, but no, Pedram is yeah. uh, we always allude to that. And it's kind of part of his uh, personality that we joke and. You know, give him those, I don't know, jabs, but it's a really a compliment about him being really <laughs> smart and what yeah. the hell are you doing down here, get, you know, fighting and stuff like that. But yeah. absolutely phenomenal talent and yeah, uh, also a smart that, guy as well. Thank yeah. you. I, I, would, I, I try to be sometimes. I you know? would say you're a, you're a sponge. You absorb information very, very well. Uh, and you can not only physically act upon it, but mentally act upon it. Thank you. Which is good. Which I mean, it's 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 easy when you have really good coaches and really great people around you. So you know, damn. All credit to them. You and know? I know a lot of people like that as well. <laughs> 
But um, the thing is, for your age, when I met you, I think it was like, what were you, 17, 16? Uh, I was 16 when I met Damn. you. Yeah. I didn't realize it was yeah, 16. Yeah. It's so, been a while. So, I mean, the, wow. thing, the, the, the amount of stuff that you picked up and you, the things you started learning and how smart you were and how dedicated you were at 16, I was like, man, this kid's going to go places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got guys that are 25 who had a, had a chance at being a, a world champion fighter, and they freaking still picking their nose and eating their boogers. I second that. So. Like, So all the things we've said so far are all 100% parts of the, the recipe to achieve success, in my opinion. And then we haven't even talked about this part, the discipline, the work ethic, the drive. Yeah. He's yep. being there every single day in the morning when yeah. he doesn't have to outside of the already you know tough schooling that he's doing. So uh, I'm, I'm honestly like very impressed, exact, like what Nate was just saying, even from the jump. I was like, wait, how old is this kid? And he's <laughs> fucking more responsible than me kicking, killing, kicking ass, rather. And uh, you know, man, so that's definitely part of, part of what, I feel like it's brought you to where yeah. you got so far. Yeah, don't be yeah. like me and Dustin. <laughs> no. Nah. Don't be like us sitting in a 10-by-10 room with a podcast. <laughs> hey, no, nah, that's the dream, man. You gotta live in the dream. <laughs> Living day by day. For sure. Just glad to be alive. No, nah, man, we're proud of you, brother, and we're happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining the show. He's been a, a really big supporter of us for on the sidelines and always asking me about it and, and always talking about wanting to come on and stuff like that. Excuse me, my fucking voice. Um, so I'm just I'm excited that you finally were able to come in, and what a hell of a fucking night of fights know. that we get to break down. And with, mixed with the last 48 hours, man, there's a whole lot to discuss before we even get into the technical stuff and breaking down fights and our picks and stuff like that. Um, so this is gonna be a jam packed episode, man. Are you guys excited or what? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's run it. All right, cool. Well, before that, speaking of being excited, I'm excited because as I mentioned in the intro, um, I'm a big fan of John Morgan. Luke Thomas, um, you know, I listen to Ariel Hawani, Chael Sonnen, all the MMA pundits. I'm, it's a fucking soap opera for me. Um, so I'm, I'm always excited when they engage me on social media or I have any sort of back and forth, right? So with that in mind, I just figured I'd play a couple of the sound bites. I recorded them, of course, and uh, let you guys listen to them from John Morgan's uh, MMA Roadshow. So here's the first one. We no longer have that issue. We now have a mini fridge right here at the Casa de Cold Coffee inside the studio for Hathaway Productions. And, uh, by the way, uh, stocked up this week, thank you, to Dustin Love, who has hounded me <laughs> on, on on Twitter and just saying, bro, sign up for a Venmo so I can send you money. And I'm like, I don't have Venmo. He's like, sign up for a Venmo, and I will send you money so funny. to buy Frosty Beverages. Is he overseas? No, I don't know. I didn't ask him where he was Venmo, located. It's weird, but I remember the first time somebody told me Venmo, I was like. It's a new generation, bro. I was like, what is this Venmo? We're getting old, man. We're getting old. Let's, just be, so. Let's just be honest about it. But I, signed up, I now have a Venmo account only because of Dustin Love. Thanks, Dustin And Love. he sent us uh, some cash this week to cover some Frosty Beverages. So I like it. No complaints there. Dude, you got them some frosty beverages. Yeah. Dude. Why not? Where are my frosty beverages at? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the first thing I was worried about. The thing about. that surprises me is like, you're... Oh, I'm not the Venmo? Biggest. You don't know what Venmo is? Come on, John. I, I know. Well, he's you got to get older. on it. Maybe if you said PayPal. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe if you said PayPal. like... PayPal. PayPal's older than yeah, Venmo. Yeah, that's my whole point. He says he's old, so he would understand PayPal. No, nah, it's all good. Yeah. Just get his accounting and routing number yeah. and just send him my five <laughs> bucks, like, you know? Cold Coffee did mention later like, on What's that your address? I'm jam. going to send you a check. Yeah, no, a ca ca cashier's check, so actually. A cashier's check, a verified cashier's check. Well, I'm glad that Venmo exists. Shout out to Venmo. Maybe we can get some sort of sponsorship going on between us. But, uh, no, yeah, John Morgan, the MMA wrote, so my pleasure. Uh, cheers. I hope you enjoyed him. But, yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and play. The following week, he, 
I what I did is just like I asked you guys to do is go on to Apple Podcasts and uh, iTunes and leave a, a rating and hopefully a positive review. So when I got the shout out, I was like, oh shit! So I went on, gave him a review. So this is the next soundbite, which there's actually two. We're gonna just play them back to back from this week's show. Go ahead and play it. By the way, let's give you this travel advice during a time that nobody is traveling. <laughs> listen whatsoever. to this in six months and get your tips. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, if you like what you're hearing because of the travel tips especially, and, I mean, cold coffee, obviously hot on the editorial content, knowing what people want to hear, and that's about yep. me checking a bag. Make sure you do us a favor. Make sure that uh, wherever you get your, your podcast that, uh, that you log in there, you take a second to rate us, review us. I use Apple Podcasts, uh, and you can be like our man Dustin Love, who was kind enough to Venmo us some money last week to handle our frosty beverages, and then was kind enough to jump on uh, Apple Podcasts and say, hey, Thanks for the shout-out on the MMA Roadshow. Perfect with the new fridge, though. Hope you enjoyed. Cheers. <laughs> Great show, as always. Verdun Mass next. I'll save you the worry. <laughs> uh, so, listen, we appreciate Dustin Love, who uh, supported us in our, our, our beverage exploits last week, and now is giving us some love. Join us on Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. Enjoy uh, chatting with everybody over there. By the way, uh, South Cox, you know I'm a big fan of South Cox. Yeah, uh, you love your cocks. <laughs> he actually logged in and said, hey, huge miss on the podcast this week, John. You should have given out your Venmo address. Uh, so if anybody wants to be just like Dustin Love or apparently Mr. South Cox as well, I am on Venmo now. John-Morgan-400. Now, you see, why did I come up with John-Morgan-400? I didn't. I just didn't know how to sign up properly. I would have come <laughs> up with a, something cooler, you know, some MMA in there. Yeah, so, hey, and I already sent a message to him on Twitter. I said, let me know when you want to work out, you know, what small percentage of any uh, Venmo donations you happen to go your way. Uh, yeah. Send them my way. Now, just kidding, man. Thank you so much, John Morgan, for the shout-out. What did you guys think of those clips? I thought that it was hilarious, you know, <laughs> the fact – I think we've all been there. Like, I can't even make up my own Xbox name or tag. My my original Xbox game yes, tag was yes. Charcoal Pen. Yep, Charcoal, charcoal Pen. Charcoal Pen. Like, I'm a, I'm a black-colored pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, people would be, and people would on the game like they'd be like, charcoal, charcoal, don't go in there, don't go in there, charcoal, charcoal. There's a guy to your left, charcoal. And I'm like, who's charcoal? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm charcoal, That's charcoal so pen. But now my name is I'm coming for you. Oh my goodness. And people always say, oh, are you coming for me? And I just, I just love, just whenever I, I, I just tell people I'm coming. I'm coming all right, for you. All right. And then and then I snipe and then I snipe them and I'm like, I got you and they're like, Shut up, dude, you're a piece of shit, stupid guy, camper. So, you know, so yeah. yeah. Sounds like gaming. Hey all man, right. if you didn't say anything, if you're an his avid gamer, legit. that was for you. What's yeah. that? If you didn't say anything, his name was legit on Venmo, if you ask me. I wouldn't have been able to tell. It's like, you know, like YG400, oh, John Morgan 400. I you guess know? so. He did say a little later, like, maybe he's got to come up with a story. It's like, my, I, it was my 400th UFC event when I made up the name or something exactly. just stupid. But yeah, I mean, we all have been there. Thank you for the shout-out on the show. Hope you enjoyed those frosty beverages. And again, um, you know, you guys, if you wanted to shout-out on this show, go ahead and send us a rating and review, and we'll be happy to do that. And we'll set up a Venmo if you guys want to support the show. I absolutely would do that. Um, I, I don't know if you guys are in, into that at this point. I would 100% appreciate it. Everyone's hurting in these times, and I and I could use it. But And I need money. I'm just more. I'm just more. I'm just, <laughs> I want money. I'm just stoked if you guys go on and leave a rating. Money buys me many things. Nate needs his Skittles. So. Yeah, I want Skittles and mayo cheeseburgers. <laughs> 
But on a serious note, not regarding mayo cheeseburgers, <laughs> we have, guys, we have a killer card. The main event is Kamaru Usman. It's versus, not even switched on the and, website. And it's yet. not even Gilbert Burns. It's, it's Jorge Masvidal, guys. Jorge Masvidal, the deal is done. Kamaru yes. Usman versus the BMF champion, uh, Jorge Masvidal, guys. And then after that, we have Alexander oh Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Number two, the rematch. This is going to be killer. Uh, we'll talk more about that fight because uh, Max Holloway has had some diversity. I'm sure Alexander has with training as well, but we'll get into that. Then we have the um, bantamweight uh, contender, a man who's been just oh, killing man. the competition, Peter Yan versus former uh, champion Jose Aldo. I mean... Uh, a legend in the sport. Uh, that's going to be a great fight. Good. I'm glad to see Aldo get his chance at, at gold one more time. And then we got a fight that I'm super excited for because I'm a big Rose Namajunas fan. It's going to be <laughs> Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas too as well. I'm excited to see Rose come back and see what she's obtained and what new stuff she has learned. Um, uh, hopefully she gets the win this time because she was smashing last time in this fight. Unfortunately, she got spiked on her head and got knocked out from a from a slam. And then we got many other fights on the card. Dustin's going to go over those fights right now. Oh, my gosh. Those ones you mentioned already, I'm fucking pumped. Amanda Hebas taking on Paige Van Zandt. You guys already know my thoughts about that. I won't belabor the point like last week. I kind of feel bad about how I dismissed that fight. Uh, but put your money on uh, Hebas. Surprisingly, this one next. I'm surprised yeah. this is a prelim fight. Well, there's so many good ones. Vulcan Ozdemir taking on uh, Jiri Pachaska. I'm not familiar with this this man. but Jiri Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> easy Dos Santos. I'll make that easy versus Muslim um, Sokolov. Uh, Mark Wanda Mercani is coming back, taking on Danny Henry. It's going to be a good fight. Leonardo Santos, Ro Ramon. Oh, damn, I always do this. Roman, Roman Bogatov. 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 It sounds like Mazlatov. It does sound like Bogatov. <laughs> and then in the early prelims, we have Marcin Tabura, Alexander Romanov, uh, Rulian Pavia, Zalgas, Zumalov. Nailed it. Carol Rosa, Vanessa Mello, and then the night starts with Martin Day taking on Davy Grant. So, but it does start at, at at nighttime. Oh, I don't. Okay, so the main card get it Martin Day nighttime. <laughs> Fight Island. It starts in our normal like uh, North American time zone as far as the the evening, the prime time zone. But for them being in Abu Dhabi and Yaz Island, it's going to be the yeah. main card. I believe starts at six a.m. I believe, and it's still ninety three degrees with one hundred and ten percent humidity, oh, so it feels like one hundred and twenty. Even at 6 a.m., and that's only you know, that's when the main card starts. So um, the earlier fighter is going to be hey, okay. Quick little segue about that. I saw a post from Alexander Volkanovsky who says he's getting up at 4 a.m. every day throughout the entire week there to keep himself on his own New Zealand time zone because he normally likes to be up for four or five hours before he fights. <clears throat> so he's going to be waking up at 4 a.m. throughout the entire week, keeping himself on that uh, time schedule so that he can hopefully be awake and peaking at Jeez. 8 a.m. when his you know co-main event fight happens. Dedication. That's yeah. dedication. Stick to the schedule, you know. Yeah, I guess so. And what's best for your body, man? If that's gonna, if that's what's gonna make you mentally feel prepared, and let's do it. Yep. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of fights. We uh, Nate and I uh, haven't really looked over this card specifically and been like, okay, which fights are we gonna call? But we do have a guest, hopefully, with the predictions challenge. I mean, you can come back whatever the fuck you want, Pedro. But hopefully, <laughs> the prediction challenge, you win it and you can come back next week, obviously. And uh, but there's a good amount of fights to pick and choose from. So let's go through that with. Uh, my two boys here and figure out which ones we're going to pick. Obviously, we're going to pick the first uh, three. Yeah, the top Well, fights. I would say the last three fights. Kamaru Usman, obviously, versus not Gilbert Burns anymore. Uh, Gilbert Burns tested for COVID. Um, yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But he's already home. I've saw on social media. He's home recovering. That's Because he has a fat headache, but he you know, thinks he's going to get yeah. better. So, And then we have, obviously, we're going to call Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, 
uh, and Andraj and Nama Nunes. And then uh, I think that's the four we're probably going to call on the main card. And then we'll call some on the prelim card as well. Let's see. Let's see. Should if we not, call? It's like we we could call the Page Van Zant one too. I definitely got it. We got to call Vulcan. Uh, Volk, uh, Ostemir for sure because he, okay. he and, and I think Mark Americani would be a good one to call as well. Sure, he's been a staple of like our picks. You know, whenever he does fight you, I think you've had success in your picks. With and him and we got to go with I got to get an underdog pick in there, so we'll probably go with one on the early prelims and find an underdog for me to pick. Hopefully. I know you like Marcin Tabor. At least we both know him. We're a little bit more familiar with him, but we'll have to look into the the numbers here and decide. But yeah, um, what about you, Pedram? Do you have any input on any particular fighter fighters that you're? Obviously, the main and co-main top three are, I'm sure, excited for. We've talked about that. But any of the other than the top three that you're if looking you forward to? If you go to the early prelims, um, oh, my bad, the the middle one, yeah, the preliminary, the Muslim fight, the Muslim fight's going to be really good. That dude, I haven't seen too many of them, but the one knockout yet, I think that was, like, up there for... The Muslim Sokolov? Yeah, I believe so. If I'm thinking of the right Salikov. guy. Salikov? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that, there we go. We'll add that one in for uh, Padrama. Hell yeah. We'll get some points. And I'm excited Sleeper, about that. Yeah. We could take a look at uh, Easy Dos Santos. Uh, Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. He is a exciting fighter. I wouldn't... Flashy is not quite the word, but has a lot of exciting movement. He, he moves... His uh, spinning shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's... You never know what you're going to get with him. So, if Muslim is like a... What is he... Russian meat and potatoes fucking in your face either knocks you out with heavy hammers or like, takes you down. Yeah. Kind of right. I mean, sorry to generalize, but right? Yeah. Right? At least from the, the physique or the picture. I mean, that Are you prejudging? I am prejudging. Based, based on, his, based on <laughs> his name and Go his culture? Go back and listen to the other episodes. <laughs> I know. Even when you do it in a positive way, I guess that's that's not positive, but I apologize. Well, it's just it's the same thing as like there are certain gyms in the area, and we know exactly what kind of style you are from that gym, right? Yeah. So it's it's not prejudging. It's just going based off the notion, guys. So don't say we're prejudiced. No, but that's a great Kay? fight. That's a great <laughs> fight. I'm, I'm excited we're going to pick it because Dos Santos is one of my – I like that guy. Well, I guess so. Let's just start right there, man. All right, Nate, why don't you give, give us your lowdown on these two guys? Yeah, so this was a, a fight that Padrum picked, and uh, you know this when when I look back at it and look at the stats after we just went over some of these stats, and uh, this is going to be a close fight, I think, I, and I think it's going to be entertaining because Dos Santos is you know his nickname is Capoeira. It's kind of funny, and then Muslim's nickname is King of Kung Fu. All right? <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, it's interesting, but um. So this fight's relatively close. They're both winning off of a lot of knockouts. These guys are definitely finishers, okay? Both these guys are finishers. Dos Santos has had a much more longer run in the UFC. They're both coming in off of wins. The only thing is Dos Santos has fought a lot more competition in the UFC than Muslim has. Um, but, you know, m- what I've noticed is Muslim um, is slightly more heavier in the grappling department. Um, so I think that could pose a threat for Dos Santos when it comes to um, if Dos Santos gets hard on the feet. But both these guys like to bang. Both these guys are just in-the-pocket fighters. Just They love to strike. Um, but the thing is, I know that Muslim has a better, uh, I, I would say, a mixed martial arts background. I think he could be able to, p- I- if things were to get down to it, he could out-wrestle Dos Santos, which makes this a tough call. But I think Dos Santos is a tough enough opponent not to get finished if it has to go to wrestling. And if it does go to wrestling, which I think it will go to grappling on Muslim side, then I think it's going to go towards unanimous decision. Okay. I think it's going to I think it's gonna be a very close fight. I think it's going to be a fun fight, but I think that Muslim is going to have to initiate it as grappling. Um, even though both these guys are going off for knockouts, the thing is if both these guys know that they can knock each other out, then it, the, the better fighter, which I think Muslim might be uh, more well-rounded in the grappling department, I think will have to be forced to grapple a little bit, mix it up, and I think it's going to go unanimous decision to Muslim. All right. Uh, Salikov. All right. Unanimous decision, Muslim, yeah. Salikov. Uh, Pedram, would you like to go second? 
Yeah. All right, go for it. So kind of echoing uh, what Nate was saying, predicting Muslims going to win, but I'm going to go with uh, knockout. That dude has, like, nasty power. So uh, like Nate was saying, uh, Muslims wins usually are just – like, whenever he wins, he, like, really wins, you know? Devastating fashion. Devastating fashion, exactly. So um, I'm going to predict KO will go with uh, third round. Third round KO for Muslim Kabila. All right. So I agree with both your assessments and in terms – I think we're painting a good picture about how we think the fight might visually look as it plays out, right? So – but it, what I'm going to interject is that it's, it's still uh, sco- scored by rounds, right? So I feel like – uh, the length, uh, I didn't really, I need to look at the height and reach and stuff, but I think the length of DeSantos' ability to move, um, we just talked about it off air, but I'm pretty sure Yaz Island with the three title fights is now going back to the full 30-foot cage. So I think that's going to be a factor here. So uh, my, my, I agree with you guys both on how I feel like the fight's going to play out in terms of like the round by round. Maybe DeSantos starts to slow down. Um, Muslim gets his hand on him, maybe second round, third round, right? Does he able to initiate the grappling, as, as Nate said, and, and, and exercise that he, game plan, he, right? They're both the same height, but uh, Muslim does have a three-inch negative reach advantage. So, Dosando's 73-inch okay. reach, uh, Muslim has a 70-inch Got reach. It. And just in terms of fighting style, obviously, Dosando's going to be on the outside trying to move. and So, I think I know I think it's going to go, like, I, he'll probably carve out the first round, maybe point him out, feel each other out, and, and then... Depending on how that second half of that second round goes, was going to tell the story of the rest of the fight. Yeah, so. but that's not how we predict, unfortunately. Well, that's <laughs> a, that's that's my assessment. So I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go against you just so I can try to uh, obviously get the points if it goes the other way. So I'll go Lescudo Santos with a, I almost want to say split decision because it's like maybe that third round's a little close, potentially ten out, ten eight. What if I picked a draw and got that right? What would how many points would that give me? But a draw, wow, that's rare. <laughs> but yeah, so who knows if that that. Uh, Third round looks like a 10-8, and it becomes really dicey for me. But I'm going to stick with it. Lesky Dos Santos, third round, uh, I guess, unanimous decision. All right. All right, guys, so the next fight we're going to call is going to be Marquand Americani versus Dan Henry. All right, Danny Henry. I was looking at the stats. I was trying to kind of refresh my memory to this guy. He's only had three fights in the UFC, uh, but he's faced pretty good uh, competition for only having three fights. He's got a win over Akeem Dawadu, first-round submission. Um, he's coming off a loss, but to uh, Dan Ige, who we know is savage, mm-hmm. he's recently beat uh, Edson Barboza and is, is definitely going to be a future title contender very shortly. So, I mean, his competition, at least as of late, has been pretty damn good. But when you look at him, Makwan Amerikani, he's been in the UFC for a good amount of time. He's uh, a veteran, in, in term, especially relative to Danny Henry. And <clears throat> his competition is no slouch as well. You know, these guys have definitely been uh, – he's been around the block, right? So I'm kind of interested to see because I feel like Danny Henry's on this, like, really short – or I guess I should say steep trajectory uh, up. You know, they're giving him a test. They Obviously, I feel like they're showing him a little bit of respect by actually giving him this uh, opponent in his fourth fight in the UFC. So um, that being said, I, I'm, I'm just kind of wasting time because I really don't know where I feel about who's going to win this fight. So let's just go with the safe bet. Let's go with the uh, veteran of the game, Makwan Amir Khani, by a unanimous decision. Yeah, see, uh, I'm on the same boat. Um, you know, Amir Khani is also, like we talked about uh, before, uh, prior to this podcast, that he's just slippery on the ground. Um, he's a great grappler um, for the division, and uh, he's just a well-rounded fighter. Uh, compared to Dan Danny Henry right now, uh, this is a big jump, um, and Americani's got a lot of fights. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven fights. It's only two losses. One was to Arnold Allen, who's a tough guy, and that's that was a split decision. And then to Shane Burgos, who we just saw fight, who's an absolute animal. So, uh, but the rest of his fights are wins. He's winning by sub, anaconda choke, rear naked choke, 
punches. So we know he can knock out people and he can submit people. Um, and he's fought in tough people uh, for me as well. Uh, I think it's... I think I'm going to I'm gonna try to get some points on here. I'm going to say third round TKO. Uh, Amer- no, I'm going to oh. say third round oh. third <laughs> third round submission. Um, uh, Marquand Americani. That's funny. I was I was thinking about changing mine. I'll wait till the end of the week and then not change it. But no, that's that's a good one. I feel like you know because late sub possibly. Yeah, I mean I could get points for uh, you know the decision, but uh, sure. It's just more gratifying when you can get it. Like you the unanimous, the unanimous decision is easy to call because most fights go that way. But if you pick like the finish and how sure. it's done, I just it's more gratifying. Well, I feel it. So I feel I, it. you know, so I just think he's yeah he's 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 a vet, he's much more well rounded right now than Dan Henry. This is a big jump, uh, and I and I think he poses a problem on the feet and on the ground. So if Danny Henry can't get him down, I think he's gonna also, it, it just in all areas right now. I think like Dan Henry's just gonna be slightly playing catch-up the whole time, so... Yeah. yeah. Right. But, Drum, what is your thoughts on this fight? Don't know too many about... Uh, too much about both of them, but kind of repeating what you guys said, um, Amir Khani seems like more the veteran of the game. He's been in deep waters longer, been in the third rounds, so I think as each, you know, minute passes, as each round passes in the fight, that the the edge is going to go to Amir Khani. So I'd say third round uh, TKO looking at his track record uh, for Amir Khani. Yeah. yeah. I like Interesting that. with the stats, like uh, we were talking about it, Nate was pointing out that this guy's got f- almost six strikes landed per minute stat, and granted he's only got three fights in the UFC, so that stat can be a little overblown, but I mean it obviously looks like he, he's an offensive-minded fighter, and he, he's going to throw a lot of pr- uh, heat, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Amir Khani handles it. Yeah, it's gonna bring him the fight. Bring the fight to yeah, him. Yeah, I think I like watching Americano fight. You know, he he last time I saw him fight, he fought. He was fighting Shane Burgos, and uh, and Shane was much bigger than him, and he was still keeping up, and he was still. It was a good fight, and like till the very end, it was super competitive, and he's just gritty. So I'm I, I like watching Americano fight. Uh, but this is actually gonna take us to the next fight. So, which is surprising to me because Vulcan. Ostemir is kind of a name that you usually see on the main card, right? But there's so this card is so stacked. But uh, the next fight we're going to call is Vulcan Ostemir versus Jerry Projakzak. You want to pronounce that for me, dude? Uh, I think you got it. Jer- Projakzak. Projakzak. Jerry G- G- Projakzak. Good job. Sounds Polish. No, sounds I'm Polish. Good. I should be able to pronounce Polish names. Yeah. Um, right. Well, let's go. Let's dive right in. Let's do it. All right, man. So... Looking at Jerry's stats, man, this is his first fight in the UFC. So on the UFC website, you're not going to find much about him. But when you go on SureDog, this guy has won like his last 10 fights in a row. Knockout, knockout, TKO, 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 knockout, knockout. Uh, he's a slightly bigger fighter, too. He's 6'4 versus Vulcan uh, Ozdemir, who is uh, 6'2. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of a reach advantage. But both of them are, are pretty heavy strikers. Um, uh, Ostemir's only had about uh, five or six fights in the UFC. Um, but man, just looking at the stats, man, this is a great fight for me to pick the underdog. And this is a this is a prospect we've never seen him fight in the UFC. So how's he gonna fight in the big stage? I think he's gonna fight just fine since there's no audience, obviously. So is it a big stage? Not so much. It's like a sparring match. Oh man, but uh, so this is a great fight. I'm not gonna think too much about it. Damn, twenty six and. Three. Dude, 26 and 3, but it's not like his last three were losses. Like, his three losses were early, early in his career. Like, one to King Mo when he was fresh and still learning. Now I feel like this guy's got it together. Oh, so this guy's a savage, man. So I'm going to say Jerry takes it. Uh, I'm going to say second round knockout, uh, Jerry. All right. Pedram, do you have any insight on this one? I know you're a Vulcan. 
We'll take a look at the stats. What do you, yeah, what you, I know what Vulcan thinking? more, but yeah, looking at some of Jerry's stats, that dude's a beast. Um, and but I mean, if you look at Vulcan too, he's yeah. Vet, the only losses he's had recently are to really well-known guys, yeah, beasts like DC and, you know, yeah, Devastator, the, Reyes. And, the UFC you know, is the, the top of the food chain, so exactly. it's like, who did who did Jerry fight compared to, uh, like, Vulcan could be dramatically better than anyone who's fight, so it... it you know, that's it, the it, whole it, thing. So that's the thing yeah. you've got to really check, you know, but... Uh, and I think that's a big test for him, you know, when he's coming into the UFC, you could have, you know, 10, 15, one streak in, you know, other leagues, but you don't know what that's going to mean here, but... I think the, since uh, Jerry's a bigger dude, I think if he knocks him, like you know, if he knocks him out early, then you know it's his. But it, as the the rounds go on and on, experience then I think wise, yeah, the I experience think in the deep water, it's just gonna hmm. edge towards Vulcan. So, so do you think he's gonna finish him in the first round? Or do you think it's gonna? What are you thinking? Let's go first round uh, KO. Yeah, Jerry. All right. Oh damn! You sounds like Nate almost like nudged you that direction. Yeah, doubling him up on that. All right, well, um, I'm going to go with the vet. I, I see everything you guys are saying. There's definitely high potential for that. Again, as I mentioned with the other earlier fight, I'm pr- because of the three title fights, I'm almost certain it is in the 30-foot cage. Volkan Ozdemir, with that experience, um, it almost looks like to me with his career, it's like, I don't know what analogy I'm searching for. I can't seem to articulate it, but it's like when you go into something and you go to the very fucking very top, right? And you, you just came up short, you didn't win it, or you didn't succeed. Okay, well, let me just take it a tiniest bit of a notch down and then try to go there. Like maybe, okay, Olympics, let's make it simple. You know, gold, silver, bronze, right? I feel like um, Ozden's Kamir, Ozdemir, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tough name. Vulcan Ozdemir. Words I feel are, like Odin Beckham Jr. <laughs> words, are, words are hard, guys. Vulcan Ozdemir's career has kind of been like that. And like you said, Pedram, Cormier, Anthony Smith, uh, Dominic Reyes are his three losses. And then, okay, let's keep trickling down. <laughs> and then Latifi, and then now Rakic. <clears throat> He's had coming off those two wins. So, with all that being said, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go get you again. I'll go Volkanos, Demir. Um, to you, you guys are tough, definitely right looking at this guy's record and anticipating that he's going to probably bring the fight to him and try to put him out of there early. Um, so, I'm kind of torn on whether or not I think Vulcan, if he survives that and then his experience starts, you know, and if he starts to turn the tide, if he'll actually come back and get a finish. But I'm going to just keep going safe for this particular card. I don't know what to expect out in Yaz Island with all this heat. Maybe that's actually going to translate into more finishes versus decisions, so this might be a backwards way of looking at it. But with this particular fight, I'm going to go Vulcan Ozdemir. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Third round, TKO Vulcan Ozdemir. I think maybe Jiri's going to blow his load, get tired, and then get finished late. So that's my pick. All right, so guys, that finishes up our picks for the preliminaries. Now we're going to hit the main card here. Obviously, again, main event, Kamaru Usman versus not Gilbert Burns. <laughs> he keeps saying that because they haven't even updated on the website I know. yet. So <laughs> I that's know. why we're seeing that. Yeah, but... That's uh, how fresh it is. But it's cool. Jorge Masvidal, man, stepping up to the plate. And then we got Volkanovski versus Max Holloway 2, Peter Jan, Jose Aldo, which we're going to call. And then the last fight we're going to call is going to be Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namanunez. All right, we made it, finally. Yeah, yeah. The main card, main event. Kamara Usman taking on Jorge Masvidal on the 11th hour. They signed the contract. They made it happen. Crazy turn of events. This sport is fucking crazy, guys. Uh, but, yeah, so flew him out to Vegas. Now he's flying to Abu Dhabi, taking his COVID test. Barring anything going crazy, man, we're getting this fight in a week, so let's break it down. Kamara Usman had his one title defense against Kobe Covington since his uh, – Got his title off, got the title off of uh, Tyron Woodley. He's looked dominant. It's it's going to be a phenomenal fight, guys. I'm going to go ahead and get you, let you guys go ahead and start. Go yeah, man, uh, this is going to be exciting. 
Uh, the only thing that bums me out is that we don't get to see the the buildup. Because this would have been like uh, the trash talking, oh, the buildup. Dan, this did you see that video package they put out, though? I mean, it was almost like they had it ready to go. Wink, I know, wink, but it right? was pretty fucking fire, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've, You're yet, right, though. I've yet to check it out, but um, this is going to be a great fight, you know. Um, the thing is, Kamaru Usman, um, as we talked about earlier when we went on our little break, is, uh, you know, Badrum, you, you mentioned something great, is that he's just a tank. Uh, and he's a, not only is he an excellent grappler, but he's got knockout power. Um, he's accurate. He's got great striking. And, uh, you know, Jorge Masvidal's been in the game forever, man. And uh, he, you know, that flying knee with poor Ben Askren. I was going to say, man. Uh, career, man. Win or lose between Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal, the biggest loser of this entire situation always is gonna Ben Askren. always going to be Ben Askren. He just, tweeted, <laughs> he, just tweeted out, he just tweeted out that, oh, great, now I'm fucking going to have to watch that video of me getting KO'd all week long. He just tweeted that out a little bit I ago. love how he, like, embraces it, though. You oh, know, absolutely. He, that's and, how and you that's win. That's the best way. That's yeah. how you win. Exactly. Lean no, Lean knows. into it. Fuck you it. know, that's how you win. I mean, Ben Askren's got plenty of accolades. Unfortunately, you know, his UFC uh, uh, run wasn't that great. I mean, they they threw him to the wolves, of course. Um, and that's with a guy at that caliber, Ben Askren. That's that's what you do, you know. And plus, he was towards the end of his career. You know, he's got a lot of hip injuries and injuries. So the knee hurt around the world. It would have been great to see, you know, how Ben performed earlier in the UFC when he was uh, a little fresher and less hurt. But again, of course. Anyways, we're not talking about Ben Askren. We were when he got knocked out with a flying knee. Well, but but that's just Ben Askren. Now we're fucking talking about Ben Askren. See, he always wins no matter what. Uh, Some some about with his fro and and Chase Hopper. (laughs) Hooper. Um, Hooper. I always get it wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it's gonna. You know, I'm gonna roll right into it. I know Hori Masvidal. He's got knockout power. He's got great boxing. He's an accurate striker as well. But when it comes to uh, Kamaru Usman being well-rounded, a grappler, and having knockout power as well, um, you know, Kar- uh, Kamaru Usman's uh, just on fire right now. And I love Hori Masvidal. I want Jorge Masvidal to win. But, you know, I'm going to go not off my heart tonight, and I'm going to go based off of... Uh, just the well-roundedness of Kamar Usman. I know that he can easily grapple. He's going to be the. Sh- I feel like Kamar Usman is also going to be the much stronger fighter. I think if if Jorge Masvidal does have a chance, uh, that it's going to be knockout probably in like the first two two rounds. But I Kamar Usman is just so sharp right now. Um, he's well-rounded. He's just as good. Uh, but his grappling accolades is also much higher. So I think if anything, he's going to be able to not only keep on the feet and be able to trade power for power with Masvidal, but he'll be able to engage wrestling and, and really give Jorge a lot of problems. Um, because Kamaro isn't going to fight a fight on the feet. He's going to fight smart. So if he has to grapple, he's going to grapple. He's not going to try to prove something and just be stubborn and sit in the pocket. He's going to make it. He's going to grapple. He's going to wrestle. He's going to he's gonna utilize those things, and that's the difference. Like, Diaz will, will strike and, and make it gritty, and, and like someone like McGregor would probably, like, he's a, another example who will probably just stand and strike. Or Cerrone, you know, he wants to put on a show, but Kamar Usman will put on a show, but I, I, I feel like he has the ability to mix it up, and, I, and I'm going to say Kamar Usman. Um, I'm going to say the striking is going to be a little bit, uh, I, it's going to be a good little battle. So I, I don't see a knockout early. So I'm going to say that it might go all five rounds. Um, but I think Mark Usman's going to just, just smother him. He's going to, he's going to be able to mix it up better and, and just really keep him up against the cage and, and kind of work him. 
Uh, so I'm going to say unanimous decision, Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman's been quoted in interviews, of, especially earlier on in his career and about in his wrestling days, how much he obsesses and loves tech falls in wrestling, which is there's like almost like a mercy rule. Like he's beating you so bad that they don't even want it to continue, right? So um, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like that kind of talks about to the mindset of what you were just discussing of whether or not some fighters would be more inclined to stand and bang or maybe quote-unquote put on a show where he's just going to do what he knows he's going to do in terms of domination, he, he values that domination. He doesn't care if some other people don't necessarily. And um, and he just knows that there's no question in his opponent's mind. If you fucking get controlled for five rounds, you can't do a thing about it. You're exhausted and you can't do, you know what I mean? Like he just, he gets off on that. So it doesn't, he doesn't worry so much about, like you said, that maybe explosive knockout uh, uh, chasing it, so to speak, right? <clears throat> so I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I think physically, size-wise, Masvidal, amongst others, even Burns, in fact, were former 155ers. Um, although I do think he's definitely kind of grown into the 170 division. For sure. But um, I think the physicality is definitely the biggest question here because I think Masvidal is con- considerably uh, better on the feet, right? But there's it's, it's, it's a whole stew of – it's a whole recipe of things you got to have success with in mixed martial arts in order to, to win the fight, right? But I do feel like he's got an advantage on the feet and um, – Masvidal could potentially, if he's able to have success in in close, and what I mean by in close is in the grab, in the like the clinch work, right? If if at some point when he's up back up against the fence, or maybe he's got um, he's just in close in the clinch, but not necessarily on the ground. If he's able to strip off and disengage and not encounter and encounter and just you know put up a fight there and not be completely overwhelmed by then, size and strength, then he could change the the fight of Usman with. With Being a shot. He's got those elbows in quick. Yeah. He's got certain knees. He's got things that you he have did. to make Usman feel uncomfortable engaging yes. in the clinching closing distance. Yes. If you can make a guy like Usman not f- feel like he can engage as much as he wants to, then he'll force Kamaru to strike. So and then he's on game. his feet, not by choice, like you said, but kind of like, okay, well, damn, now I, do I have to have this exchange yeah. on the feet? No, I think you're totally right. If he's able to at least make him feel uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, maybe land something inside elbow, like I was mentioning, or something early, show him that he's going to scramble like a dog immediately, like almost like panic scramble, yeah. and, and not let you get it. If that can kind of go on for enough of an amount of time to make the fight kind of be lukewarm and middle get to the middle of the of the fight then i think it's going to be really interesting down the stretch because the only thing kamaro in my mind has as far as a deficiency is those uh striking deficient striking defense liabilities on second and third order strikes so like you know initial jabs feints initial one twos things like that kamaro's normally outside range he's got a good mma defensive guard with high arms high forearms he's able to move his head in his trunk and do things to not be there. So he's pretty good. But if you continue to press him as he's moving backwards, sometimes you'll see his arms are a little extended when he's circling off and things of that nature. I'm nitpicking here. He's a world-class fighter. He's the fucking champion, right? So, But you have to see those things yeah. to, to be able to call not only fights and, 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 and pick fights, but you also need to see those things as an enthusiast and a fighter. And I think it just gives uh, Masvidal an avenue to potentially utilize that, what I see as a discrepancy, a positive one, in his favor in the striking and realm. And Masvidal is smarter than people think. Like, with the Ben Askren fight, fight, he IQ, said, I, no- vision, I noticed that he's yes. a wrestler, and the first thing is, someone starts running at him, his first thing to do is just shoot a double leg. He used and the human instinct in that fight as a as fight IQ him. before the fight even happened. Yeah. Um, and he was actually practicing that. In the back. In, 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 yep. the, in the back and uh, prior to that fight with Askren, he was thinking about it. It was so just there. It was just there. If you're a chess player, a sniper, someone like that with that much experience, and there's the he's not going to lie to himself and be like, 
Oh, well, I could I could out grapple him too. I could I could exchange with him no, everywhere. We know no. Masvidal, Masvidal's not going to want to He's sit, stick there. Do what he thinks he needs and can do to win the fight. So and the biggest the biggest question is, can he can he exactly. can he keep pushing him off? Can he keep separating without getting gas and then getting caught up in the clinch and then getting taken down? Yep. Can he do that, especially with the COVID situation? Yeah, and just you know the talk- amount of training is he getting the proper training? And it's going to be like a hundred degrees and oh super my God. humid. Exactly. So that's going to play a role, guys. That's going to play a role. And last thing I'll say about this because you just brought it up, it was a very good point. If you look at the complexion of Masvidal's career, he's been in the UFC for sixteen years before anybody even figured out who the fuck he was, and he started getting paid his due. A lot of his losses on his record are split decision losses from people that kind of spam grappled him and just yeah. held him down because they didn't want to deal with the striking and then he ended up losing a decision. He didn't have that urgency I'm talking about as far as scraping off and, and not letting that kind of yeah. happen, right? So we'll see if he can do that. I just, you're right, it is kind of an emotional pick. It is an emotional play, but I at least, as I just kind of rationaled and justified, see an avenue by which he could succeed. So I'm going for it. BMF I'm going for uh, Jorge Masvidal. Knockout. Let's go. Rounds. Let's go. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think he's gonna have to deal with that. He's he's gonna he's gonna have to deal with that first part. Even if he lands clean, I mean, Kamaru Usman's got a fucking hell of a chin. You saw yeah. Colby Covington land. I don't. I, me personally, I don't think his conditioning is gonna be there to do that. I don't. I'm worried because we have a division one, or I don't know. I think Kamaru's division I, one wrestler. I, I, look, I look back at Diaz, the Nate Diaz fight, and in the fourth oh, round, fuck. like he he was in just the fourth round. Nate was doing the same gritty against the cage. I think if it didn't get called with that cut, that you're right. He's he, gonna have issues, man. Can't be. I can't. I'm of two, <laughs> I'm of two minds. I'm trying to help you I'm out. I'm of two minds because I've argued that exact point about why I wanted to see a fourth now and he's fifth gonna round have to deal with that in a hundred degree weather. With it's like short notice. Uh, and we know. Fight. We know. Yeah, short notice fight, and we know Kamal's been training hardcore for. So if it's gonna happen, for it's Gilbert gonna happen Burns, early is what you're trying to say. I, I think it's, you don't think it's gonna happen. I get it because you're picking Kamal. I, I, I think. I think. I. I. think. I want. Masvidal sure. win. And I think he has a high probability of winning in the early rounds. I sure. just uh, with the situations regarding everything uh, that happening, getting pulled out later in the fight might be. And and just from past fights, I notice that when he's against the cage, when he's striking his mother, Masvidal doesn't do. He starts to he, slow down a little bit. I mean, down. we all do, yeah. But yeah, and we I think we underestimate how hard Kamaru Usman hits. Sure. Oh, everyone. He's knows. he's a he's a one seventy. All right, Pedro, switch to you. I want to hear your but, hey, input. Wait, wait, yeah. going, and I'll, I'll get him. I'll give him my pick after. Pedro. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you give us your input because we've we've blown this up already. But let's hear it. No, you guys, you guys hit all the points. Uh, I think it's just hard because they both have a lot of experience. Because Masvidal's experience is in like every avenue. Sixteen years, this dude's fought everybody, beat some of the best of the best. Yeah. Um, but Kamara has you know, like championship caliber, four, five round um, championship fights. Yeah. So, you know, um, Masvidal hasn't been in those situations as much, but I think his IQ is really underrated. His footwork, his ability to go in and out ridiculously mm-hmm. fast. Pulls um, out a new skill every fight. I mean, we exactly. didn't see that double switch on Darren Till until he did it. Yeah. That And it's those explosive movements that I think just throw you off. Um, and I think he's just been in different situations like against Till – he said Till was the hardest dude that's ever hit him. And he got laid out, but he still seemed comfortable. He's like laying on the ground and he's smiling, mm-hmm. you know? So you yeah. know that if he gets if he gets dropped on the ground, it's not game over. Sure. Um, but we haven't seen Usman in like as many vulnerable positions because he's so dominant. So it's just there's that's so many factors that go into it. And like what Nate was saying, there's a difference between who I think is gonna win and who I want to win. And that's why I think picking these fights is so hard. Um, but if I had to choose 
I'd go. And you have to. I know. I know. <laughs> or uh, or they're gonna kill me. But uh, it's gonna be. I think um, I want Masvidal to win, but I think Usman is going to take it. Um, and I think it's going to go the entire way. I do, too. I think yeah. it's going to go the whole way, and it'll be a unanimous decision. But it's going to be a bloodbath, and you're going to see both guys exchange really, really good shots. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm fucking pumped. And, and, and I fully admit, and I'm, and I'm aware that there's an emotional uh, connection to m- this pick. I don't have anything against Kamaru Usman. I think he's a phenomenal talent, great athlete, good uh, good guy from what I can tell. He's training with one of my favorite fighters and coaches, uh, Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman, right now for this fight. So, um, you know, it's because I have to pick, and I'm going to pick, and I'm I'm going for it, man. BMF, Jorge Masvidal. <sighs> no, good pick. You can't go wrong. You win or you win. Well, Third round, TK. That that's that's doable. I'm going for the middle. I'm going in the middle. The middle. Yeah, because I I you totally sure you don't want to go second round. I'm going middle. I'm just right. gonna go middle. If all I right. get the the round wrong, I'm fine with that. But if, it's if, gonna be an exciting fight regardless. So we're all gonna be winners. Yeah. All right, guys. So obviously you could see how tough that was for us. And then we gotta pick Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway too. I know. This is going to be a high-level chess match that was so close the first time. Yeah, and you know Max Holloway's got the. Just the heart of a champion, a lion. So does Alexander. But there's something about Max Holloway and his son, you know, always being in his corner. I don't know if he'll be there this time. Obviously, probably not. But um, because of COVID and the distance. Um, but, you know, Max Holloway's that fighter who has like that. He's like, if you watch a movie, Max Holloway's the perfect guy who comes back every time. And comes back in great fashion. Um, so I can totally see Max coming back. And it just... Just completely just outstriking him and making the adjustments needed. Uh, but then you got Alexander Volkanovsky, who is a former 230-pound-plus rugby player yeah, bro. who's Insane. fighting as a featherweight. And um, he's just an explosive. He's a great fighter. Um, he, he makes good adjustments. Uh, he's young and fresh. He's got that new title, so obviously he's going to want to defend it. So both these guys are in a position to where they really, really want to keep what they have and and. and and Max Holloway wants to gain back what he had. Um, this is where I start thinking, though, is is Max's time up? I'm not saying as a fighter, he's got plenty of potential, but, you know, we we tend to see fighters who have such a, like, Ronda Rousey and certain people have such a long uh, title streak, right? And then finally a guy beats them, and then they never seem, like Jose Aldo, they never seem to get it back. The tip of the spear, the, you know? the sport continues to evolve. You know, and is that going to be the case here? I don't think it I don't think Max case? is falling off Max, at all. Because Max Holloway's only getting better, man. Every time but I still, see still, Volko's so good, so that's what makes and, it such a great fight. And that's why it makes it such a good fight. It's such a hard fight to call, man. And my heart wants to pick Max Holloway. And uh, I don't even want to make a pick right now, Petrum. Like, what are, you, what are your real, thoughts, I think, what are your thoughts think, on this fight? I feel the same way. Uh, Petrum, talk. With all Petrum. of these, talk. it's like it's so hard to make it black and white. Because if everything stays the same as last time, let's say, like, neither of them improve, it's going to be Alexander again, you know? But... Sure. I think if Max can make the key adjustments because he didn't check a single like like I mean okay that's over exaggerating but he didn't check like any leg kicks in the last one and mm-hmm. that was uh, Volkanovski's like key to success in his last couple fights he'll wear down your legs and then you're worried about those and then he's picking you apart with shots and he goes in and out real quick super super fast um, but I think if Max can make those adjustments we all know his stand up is you know yeah. world class then I would give it to Max but like you were saying earlier Nate. Um, you know, Hawaii is super, super strict on this COVID um, 
you know, the guidelines and stuff. So how good is Max's conditioning? You know, has he, he hasn't been able to train like he normally that, does with his coaches and all that. So that's Max has brought this up. Yeah, he's, he's brought only, this up. He's been basically training by Zoom in, in his house. Crazy. And he can't go to the gym because people would make an example out of him. It's already illegal. He feels like they'll make sure to arrest him and say, look, he can't do it. Y'all can't do it. True. So model. he's barely seen his you know, camp and coaches. He's in physical, physically good shape. But yeah, as far as yeah. physical training and, and sparring, he said he hadn't had sparring in the first time for he doesn't even know how long. So that could be a good th- or a bad thing. So you never know. So and you know, if you think about it mentally for Max Holloway, it can go a few ways. One way it can go, he can get in there and say, "I didn't." Ha-. He could go fight and say, "I didn't have the training I needed." He's going to be in the ring and he's to say, "I don't know if I can do this." Or I'm he, fresh, he, didn't have to overthink it. Exactly. You know what or I mean? I'm fresh, I didn't have to overthink it. I didn't take too much damage in sparring. And this might actually benefit him. It might force him to work harder and not get hit. We've he'll seen be last much more, fights go that way. He'll be it's much true. more elusive and much more focused. He's like, i got to be extra focused because I didn't get the training needed. I cannot get hit a lot. I didn't get hard sparring. I need to be outside the pocket, and I need to be weirdful sure. with my conditioning. All these things are so crazy how, in some way, shape, or form, how, the COVID situation, how your situation affects can it. affects your mentality and yeah. how a fighter can adjust and you and can clearly out. tell in the first, like, 30 seconds of the fight, like, who is trying to implement their game plan first. Oh, yeah. And whoever, yeah. most of the time, whoever implements yeah. their game plan first is pressing. That's yeah. why. They're successful down the line. Yep. That's Even why if I've, they're not the better fighter, quote-unquote. Well, dude, like, you know? that's why a fight like Marlon Marais versus Henry Cejudo is such a phenomenal exactly. fight because the tide was set. It was turning. Marais was just demolishing Cejudo's legs. I mean, the momentum of that fight was going such one direction, and then it completely slowly kind of tide shifts over time. And so you see that in fights, and that beginning part like you're talking about they're trying to enforce their will and it's like who's gonna give you know what i mean it's, and it's how long can you sustain that and like you said one punch you see yeah. wobbly legs that's it then Huge it's all that momentum go- all the momentum yeah, exactly so okay we're very pumped about this fight i want you to um you were talking about max holloway it's interesting you know if he's got the full training what else were you gonna say uh that yeah. was basically it if i think if he can take away volkanovsky's legs um by like checking them you know, and maybe even throw a couple. He's not really known for throwing a lot of kicks. Sure, but I think if he can implement that, just so mi- uh, mixing up hands, just and mixing legs up more. hands, hands and legs to get him. Because I don't think Volkanovski is expecting Holloway to throw kicks. Sure. I don't think anybody really is. You know, just like when we saw McGregor and Cerrone, no one is expecting that kick, and then bam, like yeah. KO. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think if he checks some and he throws a little bit, mixes it with the hands, so you have to think. Like a little bit more, you know, on the, yeah. the legs. He just has to uh, give more for Alexander to think about, you know, really. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to, before you guys continue, I wanted to say both of you were talking about game plans and adjustments, and that's, I think, the crucial thing in this fight because both these guys are such phenomenal talents, and one of the things we get to see, and it's beautiful while the fights actually play out, is their adjustments maybe round to round or things like that, and that's what makes an elite-level fighter. Well, the same thing is true on a grand scale fight-to-fight, and in this case, they're fighting each other again, right? So what they both have 25 minutes of research on each other to Huge. potentially have uh, adjusted and adapted. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about Max Holloway making the adjustments. You know, Volkanovski and City Kickboxing are smart enough to know that Max is going to be making adjustments based on the successes they had. So they need to maybe foresee those adjustments and adjust on the adjustments. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So high level, trust, high level, absolutely. baby. It's awesome. Go ahead. Oh, man. I guess we got to get to picking. Now. I know, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, so my heart wants Max Holloway, okay? Um, I want to see that, that, you know, I love watching him on COD, man, killing it, and he's just a... (laughs) He's a great, he's a great personality. I love the guys. He, he's just an amazing human being, and uh, you know, he's a good guy, and he's a hard worker, and he overcomes so much. Um, but um, you know, 
Alexander Volkanovsky is just a new champion. Uh, his circumstances were better. Um, he's been able to train more, I think. I think uh, he's also probably the harder puncher. Um, you know, but I watch, man, ah, but I watched back at that fight, and there was there was a lot of openings. Like, uh, Alexander would get in the pocket and kind of, like, put his head down and throw, like, hook, hook, body shot, kick. Uh, but his head was down, and there was a lot of moments where Max Holloway could encounter with, like, uppercuts, hooks. There's just not enough uppercuts and hooks. There's, there's, so there's a lot of openings where Alexander, when he's in the pocket, if you press Alexander while he's in the pocket or move him backwards, um, he puts his head down. He's got a lot of open positions. Uh, like you said about making adjustments, uh, Max can see those. I think a, cr uh, a crucial thing that Max does have to do is he has to add kicks and punches. He has to add more variety to really stop the momentum of Alexander Volkanovski. Because that's kind of what Volko did to him, right? He just touched him from a yeah. different places, in and yeah. out movement. You know, I mean, they were just some devastating yeah. strikes, but it was essentially a point fighting style mm -hmm. that he, you know, gave him a lot to over to deal with. Yeah, slightly um, edged it out. So, my opinion. Uh, I Max, I love you. I just think it's Alexander's time still. I think with the with the circumstances and what everything that went on, I think that Alexander um, might be a little better conditioned and uh, might and you know he's from New Zealand. Uh, I think he's 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 the t time zone thing, like we talked about. He's getting up early. And not saying that Max isn't doing those things and Max can't do those things, but. Um, it's tough, man. You know, it honestly, doesn't make it easy to pick. Honestly, <laughs> I'm going to say right now, there is I have no logical statistic explanation to why I'm picking Alexander, okay? Because they're so damn close. Um, I'm basing this based off of uh, just momentum, okay, guys? So I apologize if it's not as great as it usually is. I'm going to say Alexander Volkanovsky is going to win again. Uh, unanimous decision. All right, unanimous decision. He's claiming that he needs to go out there and dominate and finish the fight. I mean, um, he always... I think he does. He always even said from the beginning, he's like, I know I'm going to have to beat Max twice. He's like, if I win this time, they said this last time, he's like, I'm going to have to beat him twice just because, not being a dick, but like no one will believe it's a fluke or whatever, right? And yeah. so now he says, even with a five-round, he feels it was a very clear cut decision. Um, and they, he's got to fight him a second time, like he predicted, that he needs to make it decisive. He needs to put him away, so there's no question. That's, you know, what he's saying in interviews. I, uh, I, I'm just really excited for the fight. Both couple, really good dudes, really good guys, and phenomenal talent. So I'm just excited to see the damn fight. Um, did you give your official pick, Pedro? Uh, same as Nate. Both guys, super great, super humble, super good. It's going to be fireworks in there, man. Uh, just stand up and just trade like no other. You're going to get a punch uh, thrown, punch strike record again? I think they had a strike record in the yeah, last Yeah, dude, their like output was incredible. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go unanimous decision. Um, it's going to go all the way through. For... For Volkanovski. All right. But I want Holloway to win. For but sure. it's just, oh, it's For so sure. hard. I mean, I'm... I'm D-Love, okay? I guess I'm just overwhelmed. I can't not control my emotions. I can't go with not go with my heart because I completely agree with both of you. And I uh, I felt like Alexander did win that last fight. The liabilities of the leg kicks, things that you had mentioned, Pedram, and, and some other things. Um, definitely, I feel like Max lost that fight fair and square. And then, like, all these X factors and other things heading into this fight surrounding his camp and all these other things. It's like it's logic and reason is telling me to go the other way. But I'm not going to do it. As much as I even really like Volko, New Zealand, and uh, City Kickboxing, all those guys, I'm going with Max Holloway. Um, I'm going to go with the decision. I'm going to go with a unanimous decision, Max Holloway. Short and sweet. There's all so right. much to be said. You guys said a lot of good hey, points. Either way, I'll be happy with either one. Yeah. Cannot Me, either complain. Way.
Yeah. High level chess, like we said, man. He's going to adjust. Volko's going to adjust on those adjustments. I've said the word adjust five million times, but if you guys understand what we're talking about, that's what's going to make this the most, or probably, in my opinion, probably the most exciting fight on the card. Yeah. 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 All, All right. right. Now, Peter Yan, go for it, Nate. Peter Yan. Oh, man. Versus Jose Aldo. You know, Peter Yan has just been destroying competition. And then you got Jose Aldo, who's just a legend. And, uh, you know, the last few fights that Jose Aldo fought at Bantamweight, you know, we questioned whether he was going to be um, healthy. Oh, he had oh, he had his you have, ugh, bantamweight debut, rather. Jeez. And I thought he won. And yeah. I thought he looked phenomenal. Um, and now he's going to, you know, this is, this is a, uh, this is a big test for Peter Yan, right? Jose Aldo's last loss was to um, Marais and Volkanovski. And Volkanovski, right? Uh Man, obviously two of the top guys. and Current featherweight champion. You know, but now he's going down in a weight class. I feel like he's going to be a stronger fighter. I feel like he really, want, really, really, really wants gold one more time. He keeps coming back. He hasn't given up, even after all the crap he dealt with with McGregor. And I'm just going to say Jose Aldo wins. Oh, here's your heartthrob pick. All right, here's heartthrob. Your heartstring, and heartstring I, bet you, I bet you he's the underdog. Is he the underdog? I'm sure I, he I is. Yeah. I hope he no. is because I want my points. <laughs> Let's go. Keep uh, yeah, Pedro, so I'm, I'm going to say Jose Aldo's going to win. I think Jose Aldo's going to win. You know, I'm going to say second round. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to say, uh, because Peter Yon's a savage, I'm going to say uh, un- unanimous decision, uh, Jose Aldo. No, because they're not. They're going to want to promote Peter Yon. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so if it goes to decision, I feel like it's going to go to Yon, because uh, Aldo hasn't had the best of luck when it went to decision in this weight class. So you know what? I'm going to just go for it. Third round, TKO. Jose Aldo. Man, that'd be fucking awesome if that happened. Nothing I against so. Peter Young, but just be so I good gotta for go, I got to go for my underdog pick. Two underdog picks on this card. I'm sure. happy with it. I think it's a great pick. And, yeah. And I think Jose Aldo is more than capable, especially with Marais, because Marais was the top of that division. And I a think Marais would have gave yeah. Peter Young a lot of trouble. And I think Aldo won that fight. So I think Aldo, after that, knows he needs to really, really press the action and put on a fight. And yeah, he's like, he thought he won that fight. Yeah, so yeah. I think, and this is for a title, so I think we're going to see a good, good Aldo guy. I think he's going to, hopefully he gets a belt and then defends it once Dude. and then retires because he, he's been in it for a long time. In, anyways, Jose I, yeah, Aldo. Jose Aldo, third round TKO. Hey, man, I feel it. Uh, heartstring vote. Um, I might go with it. I'm going to have to reason it out here with my boy Pedram as we talk it out. But Peter Yon demolishing people. Um Fucking sent Uriah Faber to <laughs> sat him down, man. That was a that was a pretty cool, exciting fight until the Peter Yan just decided, okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna put this boy down. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that was um, Peter Yan is definitely, as you said, kind of tearing through his opponents. And he's looking like a marauder, world beater. And I, you know, when when you look at those p- opponents and how he's dispatched them, and then you think of uh, Jose Aldo, it's just it's hard for me to imagine him walking over him like that. Um, granted, he's a little bit long in the tooth, and like you said, dropping down a weight class and all these other circumstances. But the the performance against Marais just stands out so much. It makes yeah. you think, holy shit, this guy had a better chin at 35. This guy hit hard, and like it was just phenomenal. And he, yeah, and he, he wasn't as hesitant at 35. Yeah, which is weird. So, anyway, it's like the old young Aldo. So I was I was very impressed by that performance, and I'm kind of uh, leaning on that in terms of my assessment here because. There's if you listen to Chael Sonnen and like all the shows I listen to, there's this uh, apparently Jose Aldo and Peter Yan had trained at one point together, and oh, um, really? this was, yeah, and this is when Jose was obviously fighting at 45. <clears throat> I don't want to say long years ago, but a, a years or at least a couple years, a year, year or two. And there's somebody that knows them that was 
able to witness all that that knows Chael, and obviously Chael likes to push buttons in the media, and who knows how much of this is just <laughs> fucking around, but at least it sounded sincere that he said that Jose Aldo was getting the better of those exchanges during this uh, during these sparring sessions, but again, granted, years ago when Peter Yan doesn't have UFC experience really yet, much bigger weight class, uh, Peter Yan was just there at the gym to try to train and learn, so who knows if he's holding back, like, you never know anything from these stories, but there are these stories, so... If Jose Aldo and Peter Yarn have trained together, you guys know better than anybody that if you've trained with someone, you kind of have a feel for someone, good or bad, even if, okay, this guy's good, he's better than me at this, but I'm better at that, or or whatever it is, they have a feel for each other. So that all being said, I think that's going to be apparent in the first 30 seconds to maybe minute, minute and a half of this fight. If... Peter Yawn continues to walk down Jose Aldo like he's done every other one of his opponents, like completely stoic, right hand up, high guard, just no expression on his face, just walking in, walking in, making you feel like something's about to happen, no worry in his you know what I mean? He's just very calm, and he just does that and pre- brings a lot of pressure early. If he's able to do that, and after the first heavy exchange between them, doesn't start taking a back step and, and completely change up that game plan, I think Peter Yawn's going to continue to do what he's done and and make himself uh, a name off of Jose Aldo and become a world champion. Um, I the, think... Go ahead. Go the, ahead. No, it's, go, go ahead. La, I'll just button it up. No, you go ahead. I'll, I'll just button it up. No, La, you go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, I think everything that Nate just said, uh, just described and, uh, about Jose Aldo and the performance, like I just mentioned again a moment ago about against Marlon Moraes, makes me think that that likelihood of that first exchange really changing the complexion of the fight in Peter Yarn's mind is a high probability. I think that if we're going to see, even if even if it's only a round, round and a half version of that short Jose Aldo, as you pointed out, last chance at a title, there's a gold belt at the end of this fight. I think this is going to be a fucking war. war. So we'll see. Go ahead. I Pudger. think I think the fire is still within Jose to say he's at his prime, I think is false sure he's definitely not uh, the no. same guy he was you know like four or five years ago sure. but just Jan is so hungry man no mercy serbian gangster that, yeah, that dude. dude just wants it doesn't back down at all just walks for he's been punching the face the smiles like uriah smile yeah. and then just like, drop them like you talk about that european like uh dagestani just like that part yeah, of the world that other other white meat yeah. crazy. Can I, let me bring something up though all right so okay. peter Jan. yes Let's, let's Fight Uriah Faber, who came out of retirement, okay? Who's, sure. who's much older and not in his prime either. Fought Jimmy Rivera, who's like a mid-level fighter, good fighter, tough, but hasn't had the best of luck. This was, yeah, this was the Fought point. John Dodson, beat Dodson, but that was a unanimous decision. Uh, and, and then fought guys like uh, that aren't even in the top uh, top five. So at the that's time. the X factor with this so fight the X that factor most people is, aren't talking about. This they're, is a huge jump. Yeah, they're this watching. This is a huge jump, and this it's, is not only, test. it's not only a huge jump in bantamweight, but it's a huge jump fighting a guy who fought at 145 and dominated. This is a huge jump, and it's a veteran, and it's a much heavier man. Yeah, this is the this is a most big people are jump. watching those highlight videos of his former opponents, yeah. like I was talking about. Yeah, and they're like, okay, this wow, this is gonna be psycho. But I think you're right. I think you're the level of competition he's faced isn't quite. It isn't up there compared to, but to Pedram's point, he's past his prime. Uh, still, I still feel like he's a phenomenal fighter, and we're we're in for a hell of a fight. But all these X factors is what makes it exciting. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. But uh, jump into the pick, um, as always, gotta gotta pick who I would want to win and who I think. So I think <laughs> who, who I would want to win is Aldo. Love that guy. Um, but I think Jan is gonna take it. This younger, hungrier. Um, and I think it's his time for the division. So. How's he get it done? A unanimous decision. I think it's going to go all the way. 
So it's a smart pick based on uh, the experience yeah. of Aldo and the and the toughness. I called this out the last time there was three title fights, and I think that it happened. Did I say what if all three title fights went all twenty five minutes? That's yeah. a real was, treat. When oh, was my. it? When was it? Uh, Amanda Nunes, Philly Spencer. Uh, which which card was that? There was three title. Fights. Point being is, if this happens, the main event's going to be fighting in one hundred and thirty degrees. Because it's the later it gets, the more it's going into the next day. Six, seven, humid, eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's tough. oh my gosh. So that could have an effect on it. It's like by, by the third round, it already feels like you fought five rounds. For real. So in the last two rounds, you're just literally peeing yourself and like losing all your bowel movements and, we got have, and five, going into heat stroke. We got five rounds for those last three fights, guys. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That It's just something to keep an eye on in terms of uh, the weather and the heat and stuff. It's probably going to be discussed during the broadcast. It's probably going to be part of the narrative, but... I, I tend to think it's going to have a dis- distinguishing effect. Like, we're going to be talking about it. It's going to Afterwards, there's going to be some storylines and narratives about how the fight's played out and having that to do with why. Yeah. Right? All right. Well, last fight on the that we're going to break down, guys. Whoop, I'm sorry. Oh, did you not give your pick? You did not give your pick. Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, trying to Thank cheat you. your way out of this? No, I appreciate that. I sometimes go off, and if I don't get my pick, Who do you think is going to win? Peter Yan or Jose Aldo? do, do, do. Damn it! I've gone, uh, man. The the fact that he hasn't faced that high level experience is really making it tough for me to pick him. But I've gone emotional. Fuck no! It's You've been high on Peter <laughs> Yan, so I think at the end of the day you're gonna pick Peter Yan. You think so? No, I yeah. think you're gonna pick Aldo. I don't think just he based is. off of the emotion. So far tonight, I've gone all nostalgic. All you know. This is gut feeling. Fuck. Are you gonna stick with it? You're gonna stick with the no, nostalgia? Peter Yan. Okay, no, I'm gonna okay. go, I'm gonna go Peter Yan. He's been go. ranting about Peter Yan for like two months. I so. just. Until That's he the man, until dude. he doesn't look the way he's looked against his other opponents, it's hard for me to not. But like Absolutely. I said, it's tough to think about that happening against Jose. So I would be happy to be wrong in this case because I love Jose Aldo and he deserves it. But I'm gonna go Peter Yan and I'm gonna go th- third round. I'm thinking second, third round. Tikio Peter Yan. Peter Peter Yan. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can't even see. Hope. I put you to sleep with that. I can't even Peter see. Yon. I can see. I can even see Aldo t- probably trying to take him down and submit him too because he's. He's just—he's got great jujitsu. Ultimately, we'll be—it'll well, be a treat because we'll just get to watch the fucking ultimately fight. Ultimately, oh, yeah. yeah. ultimately, if it's not a mayo cheeseburger, I don't care. Oh god, <laughs> they're back. Yeah, it's gonna be all right. So that leaves us to the last fight we're gonna call. We are not calling the Paige Van Zandt fight. Just to let you know uh, <laughs> how that made the main card as. It's, uh, she, it's, I don't it's, know where she's been. I'll tell you why I made the main card. Instagram she sells. model. Instagram model. It, because Amanda Hivas is someone that the UFC is going to want to promote after she beats the shit out of her. <laughs> so they're going to take her as much. They're going to put. They want as much eyes on her as, as possible. Much name as possible on her way out. Yes, yeah. guys. Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas. If you guys don't know, I love Rose. She's got great striking. Her man is Pat Barry, an excellent kickboxer, uh, former UFC fighter as well. Uh, and if she, you haven't seen the Pat Barry versus Czech Congo fight, just go do yourself yeah, a favor and watch that it. fight. Just go and then thank it. me later. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, if you guys didn't see the first fight, this is the second fight. Um, Rose was the champion at the time, and she was dominating the fight on the feet, doing great in the clinch, and she just made a small error. Um, and Jessica Andros capitalized on a on a on a slam and she was able for a to Kimura trap, and, yeah, and and use that and just dumped her on her head and 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 just really, I'm just glad that she's that okay. That was scary for dude. real. That was so that was scary. one of those. That, man. That's one that that was a slam that you, you can get paralyzed. All you know, no problem. 100%. So the thing is, when we've talked about this before, Rose has even said it. She's you know she's lost a family member during COVID and she's been through a lot. Um, she's battled with emotions and I think depression before, and she's really a big advocate for depression and and helping people. And she's 
super minimalist. They current Pat Barry travel all over the world in their in their friggin' RV. She just wants to go live in a farm and grow you know, crops, and, and which is which I respect. So the thing is, but we've also heard her like she said, you know, being champion. That was it was just a lot, you know, it was a lot. And this obviously isn't a, a championship fight, right? But it, what it makes me wonder is, is Rose gonna, you know, Rose might be the kind of person who's like okay with just winning the championship once and be like, you know what, I was a champion, I did it. And I want to go do my thing now. That's what worries me. Um, the thing is, there's no doubt that she's better than uh, Andrush. I know that she can dominate. Um, so I'm still going to pick Rose, okay? I'm going to say Rose is going to win. I think Rose is going to win decision because it's three rounds, not five rounds. And I think Andrush is – I think with the circumstances, it's going to play out longer, the heat. So I don't think that Rose is going – I think Rose is going to probably be a little smarter, not be as aggressive in trying to get the knockout. Um the only thing that worries me and bums me out is sometimes I feel like, you know, Rose is just complete with what, what she did in the UFC and got it. I'm glad that she's still fighting. Maybe she's – I hope she's not just fulfilling her contract. I hope she wants to go for a title shot again. I hope she has that motivation. But she's so good at, like, uh, her striking and her accuracy, like that fight with Joanna. Uh, like, she just – we're, we were just like, phenomenal. what? Yeah, her what? Footwork is phenomenal. Her footwork is insane. You know, and, Trevor Whitman and you know is she's a only getting, She's phenomenal and, herself. And being the kind of mindset she is, like for me as a, a competitor and as, as, as someone who loves training Muay Thai and doing it for years, is I love training in desolate environments. I love having a simple life. And if I were to compete and, and at, at this level and on TV and for a title, like I would... I would go to desolate places to train like Big Bear and, and Elevation and just travel. I would not be around people like – so like I – for me personally, for the person she is, I, I feel relatable there because I like the backwoods and traveling and just being on a farm and just being simple. A little, little bit too much chaos it, that sushi. A, yeah, yeah, it's a recipe for me. It's a recipe for focus and peace and just like no distractions. So I like that about her and, and – and uh, but I but the one thing, like I said, that's still double edged sword because because of what she said about she doesn't like the chaos. She's spiritual. She's fulfilled, uh, you know, a lot of her goals. And so, you know, it's been, the hunger there. That's I, the question. I watched a couple of her interviews like uh, with Ariel and a couple of other people. And, and it did sound good. I liked what I was hearing. Like she was talking about potentially even like how she would love to fight Wiley one day. Like she's, she thinks she's the that shit. That's what she said. Amazing. Yeah. So, be a good she's fight. a martial artist. I feel like uh, through and through, like, you know, lifelong yeah. martial artist. And then the UFC and all this stuff is just kind of a part of her martial arts journey. This actually might be a good time because there's not a lot of media going on right now sure. for her to get back oh, up there. 100%. Because that's what she didn't like. She didn't like all the media and the makeup and all the, sure. the lights and the, yeah, the yeah. interviews. This is perfect for her. 100%. So this would be a good also. So, again, I'm still, like I said, Rose Namanunas, unanimous decision. Um, I think with the heat, it's going to play a factor on her pressing the action and want to knock her out. She's not going to want to overexert herself and get too tired because at the end of the day, she doesn't want to be too tired and face uh, Andros' grappling sure. and yeah. deal with that. You don't want to be on bottom and But I, I think striking-wise, she's excellent. I think she's learned a lot. It's not a title fight either. It's only going to be three rounds, so I think Rose is going to have plenty of energy to, to, to move around and outstrike her. Um, and uh, also, just again, Drosh is not going to want to wrestle and, 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 and pour on like that in this kind of weather. So, yeah, Rose Namanunez, uh, you know, I'm super pumped to see her come back. Uh, unanimous decision, Rose. Pedram, what do you what are you thinking? Yeah, there was nothing in the their last encounter that made me think uh, – Andrade was gonna win, you know. Yeah. Just got—I don't want to say it's lucky, but she got that, you know, really solid slam takedown. Uh, that was her. That was Thug Rose's only mistake. So I think um, it's pretty clear. I'm gonna go with Thug Rose all three rounds. Uh, 
Unanimous decision. Oh. Yeah, you, a couple of things you pointed out. I mean, we're looking at this card, and we got three title fights and all this other shit. I get all excited and ahead of myself. I I, did, I forgot. You're right. It's isn't. It's not a title fight. Why, I almost champ- thought it was for a second. It's not a title good. fight. It should be a title right? fight. Right. Three rounds. The heat. All the. I mean, I I keep pointing out the bigger octagon, but these things play a factor, ladies and gentlemen. So a huge factor. I think it's. You're right. I think that could, on top of the fact, like the outcome of the first fight and her potentially trying to learn from. Like you said, maybe... Which, she, which you know she did. Yeah, so I think she's going to point her out. I think she's going to uh, be a master class. I think she's going to be like it's like a sparring session. I'm obviously I feel like she's oversimplifying just, it. But I can just see her circling, yeah, pop, pop, one, two, kick, pop, just just, just circles around her. I she feel was like talking she, about her own first part of, or first round of that performance about like, and I appreciate and can understand how everyone said like they thought I was just doing great i was having a perfect fight up until that point until i lost she's like but i didn't li- i didn't there was i didn't like it like i was but i was getting hit too much or or whatever like she just wasn't satisfied so that pursuit of perfection mixed with the fact that she lost the way she did the last fight the heat all these other things i think you're right i think it's just gonna zone her into a disciplined performance of just yeah. trying to be perfect yeah, so rose nama unis rose nama unanimous decision all right <laughs> <laughs> all right well that does it for us this week. Uh, wraps it up. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to go on to Apple and iTunes and give us a positive rating and a good review. We'll make sure to be reading those on the show. We always Five appreciate stars. that. And uh, thank you, man. Pedram, thank you so yes, much for showing dude, thank up. Thank you so much. Being a guest you on the show. It was an honor. Thank you. Really appreciate your insight. Can't wait to have you back. Nate, thank you so much, brother. I always appreciate when you help me out with the show. Absolutely. And uh, guys, don't forget to check out all the small businesses we like to shout out. They support a small local podcast like us. So you want to support them. Strong and Women Design. Dream Loud Collections, OC Party Rentals, Neighborhood Auto Care. Hopefully you want to pick up another batch of my tea. Uh, and make sure, last but not least, check out MMT Fitness. And their Instagram exit, Avery Parkway. First class is free. Got to give it a try, guys. We want to see your ass down there. But that's it. We are through. Until next week, enjoy the fights.